This is Short-Term Rental Management, the show that is all about short-term rental property management with your host, yours truly, Luke Carl. Short-Term Rental Management, happy to be here. It is uh, it's a great day for a great day. And uh, long here, Luke, uh, talking about prices and what is my rock bottom price? How low can I really go without getting into some trouble? So we'll be talking about that today and also how to figure out that number. Uh, and I'll introduce my co-host when we return after a word from this week's sponsor. This episode of The Short-Term Show is brought to you by The Short-Term Shop. 30-year fixed mortgages, tax benefits, and long-distance management training made easy are just a few of the perks of owning a short-term rental. The Short-Term Shop can help you buy and learn how to manage your property from anywhere in the world. Just go to theshorttermshop.com and click Get Connected. Again, that's theshorttermshop.com, and we are brokered by eXp. See y'all over there. All right, here we go. Here we are. We're talking about uh, short-term rental properties and managing them in uh, rental real estate. And today I've got uh, a good friend of mine, Mr. Tim, uh, as my co-host. And uh, Tim loves uh, fast cars and motorcycles and all that good stuff. And uh, how you doing, buddy? And, and houses. And houses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, doing great. Thanks for having me again. Uh, it's always a pleasure to be here. Uh, we're hanging out here in eastern Tennessee doing a little bit of uh, remodeling today. So we always love remodeling. Oh, yeah. What are we working on? Uh, we're actually building a, uh, a garage. We'll call it a garage apartment edition. So and what are your rentals? Uh, yeah, it's, it's at one of the rentals. It's, uh, upstairs. The, the, the came with a two story garage and it was just empty and we decided to finish off the upstairs. So, uh, I, I say that and, uh, I mean, I know everything about it. I've even, I've been there. Uh, yeah. And, uh, it's a pretty cool little project. You're going to move into it. Yeah. 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 This one we're actually moving into. So, uh, uh, we're, uh, Anybody that's followed us anytime, we've been living in an RV for the last three years, and uh, we kind of went through a phase where we sold everything and bought a bunch of real estate with the money from our primary house, and then we've been living in an RV for three years, and uh, we decided it's time to set a little bit of roots, so we're uh, going to move into this for a while. Love it. Love it. Well, today we're talking about pricing, sort of. Um, really, it's more of a management topic than anything, but... I. I want folks to realize, you know, there's there's a little bit more to know uh, than than uh, than just let's let's just take good pictures and put this thing up on uh, Airbnb and Verbo. Um, and I want to break it down today and and talk about a topic that I'm pretty passionate about, which is asses in the seats, uh, for lack of a better way to put it. But um, uh, really, uh, even narrow that down even more into uh, to to what can I charge for this thing? In other words, what what's my what, what's my break even number? That's what I want to know. What's my break even number on this property over a 12 month period? That's where it starts to get complicated because you know different size properties are going to have different uh, occupancy rates and number of years booked, a number of nights booked for the year and things like that. Um, but uh, um, you know, let's just take like a, a two bedroom meat and potatoes rental. Like you're in the Smokies, so we'll go with that, uh, even though it's a low hanging fruit. But hey. Everybody loves the Smokies, number one vacation rental market in America, um, and probably the world, really. But uh, you know, let's take a two bedroom. These things is one one thing we should note there. Anything under two bedrooms or under is pretty much always booked anyway. Uh, there, you're going to have some lulls in your calendar, like you know September is going to be a little slow, February will be a little slow. But these little little guys are easy to book. But 
uh, let's just take that for an example as far as, uh, you know, maybe how do we figure out what our what our bottom dollar average nightly rate is? And there are going to be some flaws in this, you know, quote unquote method, if you want to call it that or 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 uh, uh, system, if you will. Um, and uh, because you got high nights and you got low nights, you know, July is going to be super high. May is going to be pretty damn low. Um, so it, it's, uh, it's going to be different all year, all year round, which is kind of a, a little bit of a head trip that uh, uh, short term does to you. Uh, and, uh, but, but what I want to get at here is let's, let's figure out what our break-even number is over the course of an average occupancy for whatever size property we're talking about. So back to the two bedroom and the Smokies. Uh, I don't know. Let's go with, what do you say? Like a, uh, 80% I think would maybe even be on the low end on occupancy. Yeah. Yeah. 80% occupancy for the year. That'd be, a, that'd be conservative. And I like to be conservative when I'm doing math. I, I really think in a lot of cases you might even get to 90 on a two bedroom. Um, but if you're doing your, as far as underwriting purposes are concerned, I think that, uh, I think 80 is a, a very, a number you can be very comfortable with. Um, and, uh, if you're paying any attention at all, I think we can hit that. So let, what I do there is I just do 365 times uh, 0.8, uh, which hits us at uh, 292 nights a year. Okay. So then, and again, I'm not going to do exact math today. You got to figure out your own math. You're going to need to know what your PITIR is, and you're going to need to know what your expenses are and things like that. And, um, those are easy, easy to figure out. Let's say you're brand new, don't know anything about anything. Honestly, your expenses, in my opinion, are going to be pretty damn similar to the house you live in. And if you're living in a house that's bigger than two bedrooms, you can probably guess that your expenses might be a little lower. And your property taxes, even though they're going up, uh, quote unquote, 60%, we've heard rumors uh, in the Smokies, they're still going to be lower than any other damn state in the country. You know, yeah. So figure out that math and you, you just do more math. It's really all it is. People overthink it. You figure out what your monthly number is, and then you, you say, okay, I got to take that number times 12. Let's just pick, I don't know, can we pick a random number there that, that makes, uh, I guess, a little bit of sense on a, a monthly PITI on a, or a monthly nut on a two-bedroom in the Smokies? Do you have any? I don't really even have a frame of reference there. Um, I'd have to look at my spreadsheets. You have something? I, yeah, I hate four, to give numbers. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, somewhere four grand or whatever. I mean, okay. four or five months. So, I mean. Is that uh, we we feel that's fairly conservative, or forty five hundred would be conservative? I mean, it, again, it, it it varies so much on what down payments and interest rates and what you paid for it and all that. Right. Kind of, Let's but, just uh, say if you were in a situation where your monthly night is four grand and it might have been. Uh, six grand, who knows, but let's just go with four grand. Um, and then that puts you so really all you do there is take four thousand dollars times 12, that's forty eight thousand dollars. So let's just call it 50 grand. Um, and then what you do is you figure out basically take Tim, if I'm doing this right, fifty thousand dollars divided by two hundred ninety two dollars. That's it, that's it, pretty much it, right? Let's do that, divided by two hundred ninety two dollars. $171 a night. Okay. Um, so that's my average break-even number for a 12-month period at 80% occupancy on this two-bedroom that we made up the numbers on. All right. We're not here to give numbers. Your job is the numbers. You are a real estate investor. You need to know how to run your numbers. Your numbers are different than my numbers. A doctor making 600 grand a year that has no time on his hands 
going to have a different number than somebody who's trying to get out of a $60,000 a year W-2. Okay? Absolutely. So $171. Now, keep in mind, there are going to be many, many, many nights. You might be well over three, $400 on this thing. You know, you're probably looking at, I don't know, well, we're just, again, making numbers up here. You're probably looking at at least double, if not triple that for a Christmas, for a 4th oh, of yeah, July, for, sure. a th- for a Thanksgiving, you know, for the entire month of July, you know? And conversely, I mean, uh, you know, we said this already, but this is not, this is like, this is just like a frame of mind. You know, that's not your bottom number you're ever going to throw out there. I mean, uh, uh, there's plenty of times where I go below, you know, below that number, so. Uh, again, yeah, that's my year. point. So yeah. if one one seventy one is my average, you know, for the whole year over over the course of two hundred ninety two nights, then, um, I mean, what? How low can I go? I feel like I can probably go to a hundred pretty comfortably. Do I want to go to a hundred on a two bedroom in the Smokies? Not really. I think that's probably um, that's getting to be in the riffraff zone. That's going to be getting like to the. You're, you're probably borderline people doing things in your property that you don't want them to do at that point. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, you got to decide what's going to work for you. My, my, my thing is asses in the seats. I feel like I probably wouldn't have to go that low on this particular property to go ahead and get booked even for slow nights. But yeah, uh, 120 on our two bedrooms is getting pretty low for me, quite frankly, which fits right into this just fine. You know, uh, uh, you know, we have a two bedroom, honestly, usually my men set it like one forty, but it gets overridden sometimes, you know, uh, depending on what month and what time of year it is. So, uh, but I've never gotten down to a hundred, I don't think, uh, but I've definitely got, gone down to one twenty. Yeah. I'll go down to one twenty. It's, it's, you know, especially in May, September, right. um, early November, uh, uh, most of, most of January and February, you know, these right. are our slow times. These are what people freak out about. They get in there and go slow. It's slow. I'm not getting any bookings. Well, your prices are too high because you ran the you ran the numbers at this thing on this thing for you know an average nightly rate, and then you're too afraid to go lower than that. And you got to get over that. You got to get over that. Put the asses in the seats. That's my opinion. Get the juices flowing on this property. Um, figure out okay, 171 is my number, but I can dip lower than that if I need to. Um, and again, I'll make up for it later if I can get my juices flowing now at 140 on this property. Maybe by my in two months from now, because I got you know got it going, then next thing you know, boom! All of a sudden, it's like, uh, you know, double or triple uh, because it's a more popular time of year, and I did my my damnedest to get my algorithms flowing when it was dead season or May or September, and and, and get the asses in the seats, right? This episode of the Short Term Management Show is brought to you by Short Term Rental Long Term Wealth. This is the book in the STR space, written by my lovely wife, Avery Carl. It has hundreds of reviews on Amazon, and it will teach you literally everything you need to know about STR. Short-term rental, long-term wealth, the book, wherever books are sold. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, and, and you know, you, you mentioned riffraff, you know, I mean, that's something that's everybody's, everybody talks about that. How low can you go? And they're... I, you know, there's probably no exact, I think that, I think that varies by season too. And I'm going to shift to the beach. Uh, you know, if I put my beach property, uh, these are one bedroom condos and Gulf Shores. If I put that at $79 a night during July, I'm getting riffraff for sure. Uh, but $79 a night for a snowbird, 
in the middle of January, uh, you're not getting riffraff at that. You're getting actually a pretty good guest, you know? Um, so it just really, it kind of depends on, on, you got to know your market and know, know the seasons a little bit and understand who's going there. You don't know, know the customer and, uh, who's, who's going to that, that region and, and what are they, you know, it's all about supply and demand, you know? So when, when, you know, in this middle of summer, when there is no supply, there's a crap ton of demand <laughs> and, and that's when your prices are higher. So. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, uh, riffraff in a slow month is completely different than riffraff in a busy month. So you got to be Absolutely. careful with that. Um, and what, what do you, why do you think that is? I mean, uh, it's a desirable time of year. I screwed up and my price was too low and I got the, the worst option out there. Um, and, uh, is there some psychology involved there? I think there's some psychology. I mean, it's like, again, you know, during the slow time of year, it's slow for a reason. You know, it's slow because that's not a popular time to go on vacation necessarily. And And like I said, at the beach, you know, in the winter, that's going to be people that are getting away from the north. <laughs> you know, that's your snowbirds that are going down there for the most part. Uh, but I mean, when kids are going back to school, uh, you know, in the slow season, you're going to be have more like if people are coming, they are shopping for a deal a little bit, but they might have like planned like, hey, if I want to go to the Smokies and I can't afford it, I need to plan around uh, going in a slower season. And uh, it doesn't mean they're riffraff. You know, that just means that they're going when they can afford it, where uh if you have uh, super cheap prices when it's super busy, you are getting more of a bottom of the barrel of of, of the guests that are coming. So, I'm gonna make an analogy. It's like a concert. You go to the Metallica concert. The front section is a thousand bucks, and the nosebleeds are two hundred bucks. And some for some reason, somehow, the two hundred dollar guy found a ticket in the front row, uh, and and he's surrounded by all these other people, right? And then you know he he there's an analogy in there somewhere. You get my point. Like you might've gone to the Metallica cover band and he's front row. There and, you go. Yeah. <laughs> cover band, cover band. You, you, yeah. It's like on, uh, it's like on Caddyshack. Uh, well, there's a pool and there's a pond. The pond would be better for you. Oh, <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, do some math, figure out what that number is. It's as simple as that. Um, you know, uh, I, I think a lot of people get totally carried away with, uh, I can't go too low. I can't go too low. And and I, I, the reason I even called this 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 call today is because I I feel like people are. Sometimes I feel like I'm trying to talk people into something they don't want to do, um, and I hate that. I hate that. But I I just I'm doing my job over here again. You have long term rentals. You know how it is. If the if the damn house isn't rented, you got no choice. You well, that's where I'm going next. I mean, uh, you know, uh, uh, hundred ten dollars a night is a lot more than zero. You know, and sometimes it sucks. You know, I mean, I mean, I, I, this January, I lost money in January, you know, I mean, but for the year, I don't lose money. You know, I mean, you, you can't look at short term rentals as a steady thing, like like long term rentals, you know, long term rental where you're getting every month where you're getting every month. But uh, short term, if you got to if you got to pay some bills, you know, my, my January didn't cover all my bills, but it covered most of them, you know, and uh, but the other months more than make up for that, you know, so uh but yeah, you don't want to be at zero. That's for sure. <laughs> you got two choices. You either fix up the property and bring it up to where it's going to rent for what you're trying to get for it or add another bedroom and rent for what it's trying to get. I, I, perfect example. My biggest property that I have in the Smokies, it's a large property. It's, uh, it has more square feet than it does bedrooms. Usually these short terms are the other way around where you, they just cram them full of bedrooms and there's no living space. This particular house, you've been there. It's the opposite. It's got a lot of living space, two two big giant family rooms, living room, and and very you know it's only four bedrooms. 
And so um, I said, you know what? I got I to get more people in this thing. Normally, I, I don't do that. Um, I, I, I like to go pretty low on my occupancy. But in this case, I was too low, I think. And I looked around and I said, you know, it was May and it was not booked. And I was like, man, you know, I'm only doing 10 people on this thing. It's 3,000 square foot. Let's figure it out. I ended up getting a bunk bed, which I don't like bunk beds. But it was my best option on this particular property because it is a, la- a, li- a little light on number of bedrooms for how many square feet. So um, you got two options. You can figure out how to put more a- more asses, more heads in beds and or rehab the property to bring it up to a little bit more per night. Or you lower your price, really, is pretty much uh, all it is. Same thing in long-term rental. You and I both learned this from long-term rental. You look up, and next thing you know, this house has been empty for three months because you're sitting there saying, this house is worth $1,500 a month. And the market is saying, no, it's not. And you're proud and you're stubborn. And you're sitting there saying, I'm not going to rent this thing for a dollar under $1,500, $1,499. This is what it's worth. And next thing you know, again, three months have gone by. That's $4,500 down, sh- down the crapper. And it's because of your pride, you know? And you could have rented that thing. And again, with long-term rentals, same thing there. Time of year. You're trying to rent a long-term rental in de- early December? Good luck. You're going to have to drop the price. I mean, two, $300, depending on the property, you know? More if it's a big, nice property in a good school district. If that property was for rent in April, yeah, there's nothing gonna... worse. There's nothing worse than a tenant moving out at a bad time of year because then you're stuck. You're still a long term rental. You're stuck for a year sometimes, you know, yep. or more. You know, yep. So, yep. and yeah. uh, and then you know, let's say they stay in there for five years. You know, of course, you can always renew at a higher rate and things like that, but. Uh, that was what it was for me. It hit me like a bolt of lightning. Man, this house has been empty for three months. It's cost me $1,500 every month. It's not the house's fault. It's not, it's, it's the market is not, it's my fault for picking that price. Okay. Um, and again, let's, let's talk about this. I don't want everybody to think we're sitting here trying to beat this lower your rates, lower your, lower your prices, lower your prices, lower your rates thing. You know, it's not about, we don't want it to be a race to the bottom. I don't want it to be a race to the bottom. You need to be getting the best guess you can. Uh, and, and, and getting the best prices you can. And quite frankly, providing awesome things for the entire economy as a whole, you know? Yeah. You touched on something there. I mean, you want to provide the best value. You know, you, you, you talked about fixing them up, adding more, you know, heads and beds or whatever, but you want to provide the best value you can for your guests. And the more you do that, the more you're going to have better bookings. And, and in this, some, one of the ways to get to that, sometimes you got to get people in there to see how good you do to get the reviews as well. I mean, we kind of touched on that, but the reviews are a big part of this. If you got nobody coming in, you're getting no reviews either, you know? And when you get, uh, you know, cheaper than what you want bookings, that's not a time to let up on, uh, your level of service. You know, it's a time to actually really show off and say, this is like a killer place and we do a great job and we're awesome hosts, you know? So you want to make sure you're providing a good value to people and a good service, even, even in the off months. So. Let's do one more, one more uh, random scenario, maybe a bigger house here. We're going to make numbers up folks. Uh, We're making these numbers up. Let's say this is a, I don't know, five bedroom on the beach. And uh, let's just, again, we're going to do another scenario to make make sure you know how to run these numbers. uh, uh, Just another example, right? So this house is not going to have as high as occupancy. You got to keep that in mind. How do we figure out the occupancy? That's your job. That's your job. Air DNA, Rabu, there's a million of them. Go look at them, pay for the subscriptions. 
Once you buy the house, cancel the subscription if you don't need it anymore. Do whatever you got to do to figure out these numbers. Me, it's all enemy method. I like enemy method. I like real hard data as much as I can get of it. Obviously, if it, if your enemy's kicking ass, it's sometimes hard to figure out what they're doing. But just poke around, figure out what um, you think maybe your your occupancy is going to be. Let's go with, I don't know, 65% on this, this random house that we're talking about right now. So we've decided uh, we're pretty comfortable uh, being uncomfortable having no clue what we're doing here, that this house is going to be ended up uh, 65% occupancy. So again, 365, this is how I do it in my brain, 365 times 0.65, that puts me at 237 nights, okay? Let's say my monthly nut on this house is $6,000. I made that number up. I made that number up. It's a completely, uh, it's a fictional number, okay? So we take $6,000, that's one month, times how many months? Uh, 12. 12. 12 months. We got $72,000 is our nut on this property. So we need to divide that by 237 nights, which is 65% of a year. This property we're talking about right now, again, it is a fictional property from wherever. Uh, and it is uh, right at $303.79 per month is my break-even number over the course of an entire year. Per night, not per month. Not per month. Not per month, not per night. It's over the course of a, a hypothetical year. Sit down, do a little math, figure out what that number is. We'll call it our break-even number. We need to figure out what's my break-even number on this property. If you don't know what that is, go figure it out. Uh, you'll be a, a better manager because of it. Uh, anything else we need to add uh, today uh, on short-term rental management, Tim? No, I think, I mean, this one's pretty cut and dry. You know, yeah. I mean, this is a, it's a pretty simple formula, you know, uh, Take your your occupancy as a percentage times the uh, 365 days in the year, and then you take your uh you know your total your monthly nut and uh, take that times 12 and uh, do the math. Absolutely, and uh, it's 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 pretty simple and simple. Uh, and like Luke said, is this is just a number you need to know. It, it doesn't it doesn't that's not necessarily where you're setting your price. It's just a number you need to know that number. And, uh, and it's a number everybody that, that owns any property really should know. I mean, cause I mean, Luke and I know these numbers for our long-term rentals too. And, uh, uh, you know, and there's going to be times when you're looking at it going, uh, I'm already there and it's not booked. And then you got to go, am I going to go lower? Am I going to, or what am I going to do? And again, I'm not a race to the bottom guy either. And, uh, I'm either going to usually do one of two things. I'm, I'm going to pull the plug and start doing some rehab while I'm slow <laughs> or I'm putting people in there. And, uh, you know, this year we're really putting people in. And, uh, so again, it's a good time to build reviews. Good time. To, I mean, you'd be surprised how many times, like when you just get people going, sometimes you just rattle your prices around like that. All of a sudden you start getting bookings, like, you know, just by going in and messing with your Tickling. prices sometimes. Yeah. That's my uh, favorite word. Tickle your prices. Uh, <laughs> But you get in there and tickle it and uh and you lower this and you cringe and stuff and all of a sudden you're you're raising it back up before you know it because you know the once the bookings kind of start flowing in, it, it just kind of works that way sometimes. Let me put it another way. I I see this fairly often. And and what it is is somebody says, you know, or, or we have a Facebook group for this, strlistingadvice.com, short-term rental listing advice on Facebook. Sometimes people will uh, post in there and they'll they'll say, I'm not getting any bookings, and I'll go look at their calendar and I'm like, dude. You're, you're in the next four weeks is completely empty and you're at $375 a night. And so you do the math, right? And let's assume this is a pretty slow month. Um, I, I made that number up, but let's do 300. Let's say, let's say 
get the full occupancy. $375 times 30 nights. Do you really need $11,250 to run the, to keep this boat afloat? Because if you do and you're not getting any bookings, that's a problem. So let's re recalculate our math, get a little more realistic. If my monthly nut is only four grand, do I really need $11,250? I mean, come on. So you're getting a little greedy here. And a lot of times you just don't, especially with a noob, they don't even know they're doing it. It's like, wow, wow, Luke, I never, I never even took that number that you're talking about and multiplied it over the course of a month. That, that is crazy. That's like three months uh, nut in one month. I don't need to cover that much. What I need to do is get some damn bookings, you know? All right. Well, listen, on behalf of short-term rental management, we love you, Tim. Great to see you as always. Uh, we are in a review world, so please uh, hit us uh, with a quick five-star uh, for the podcast wherever you are listening, and you will get some great karma in your direction and by way of fantastic guests leaving great reviews for your property. We love you, and don't overthink it.